Hello, everybody. Welcome to the MTG Place Podcast. I'm your host, Corey, and joined with me always is James. How's it going, James? Hello, everybody. I'm good over here. Um, we're going to talk about a couple sponsors real quick. Uh, we got Zencaster. It is an all-in-one podcast production suite that gives you studio-quality audio and video without needing all the technical know-how. Records each guest locally, then uploads the crystal-clear audio and video right into the suite so you have high-quality raw materials to work with. And if you want to uh, sign up and get 30% off your first month of Zencaster Premium, use offer code zen.ai slash the MTG place. Uh, also, we have a TCG Player affiliate link you can use, so you know where we know you're going to buy some of these cards anyway. Might as well uh, use that when you check it out. There's a link on our website, mtgplace.net. You can also find all these other links there. So if you can only remember one place to go, go to mtgplace.net. Um, and the last place, uh, last way you can support us is by the Patreon. Uh, give us a small monthly subscription, basically, of whatever amount you want. Uh, cancel anytime, and you get some awesome perks with that. Yeah. So today we're going to talk about the commander cards from Dominaria United. Uh, we're going to kind of go in a weird order. We're going to kind of go by set number um, with skipping Orca and doing Orca at the end. So For whatever reason. Yeah, for whatever reason, my computer <laughs> decided to put that at the end. So whatever. Uh, so we're... We're going to do that. Um, so the first card up here is Diada, Binder of Wills, which is one red, white, black, so one in Mardu, for a five loyalty legendary planeswalker, Diada, plus two, up to one target creature, gains vigilance, lifelink, and indestructible until your next turn, minus three. Reveal the top four cards of your library, put any number of legendary cards from among them into your hand, and the rest into your graveyard. Create a treasure token for each card put into your graveyard this way. Minus 11, gain control all non-land permanents until end of turn. Untap them, they gain haste until end of turn. Diada can be your commander. Awesome. Sweet. Okay. What do you think of this, of first thoughts? Um, not bad, uh, CMC or mana cost for what it does, honestly. And it comes in with five loyalty counter. I guess that assets the high, uh, alt, but yeah. Yeah. Um, the only, so this, this seems like a legendary creature type matters. Yeah. Uh, because oh, like the definitely. plus bus legendaries and the minus searches for legendaries at the top. Uh, but the minus does get legendary cards, so like your legendary lands, you can hit with that. Um, yep. You can also hit uh, if you have like a legendary sorcery or something. There's a couple in Magic that are like that. Oh yeah, for sure. There's some tribal ones, I think. And they're very specific, but yeah. And the nice thing about the minus is if you miss, you get treasure tokens for each one. Right. That goes treasure tokens graveyard, are, so. are great, obviously. So, so, like, worst case, you hit this, you get four mana. So. Yeah. Best case, you draw four cards. Which, not bad. Most of going to be somewhere <laughs> a mix in between, which is pretty good. So this is your commander. You could just minus it right away to ramp, basically, and then just play it again. Yeah. So. Not bad at all. Um, could be a fun deck. Could be fun Mardu deck. Yep. All right. <clears throat> Next we got uh, Jared Carthalian. Uh, uh, he is full Wooberg. So five color deck players. Uh, this is for you. Uh, <laughs> he is a legendary planeswalker named Jared. He comes into play with five loyalty counters. Uh, his effects are. Plus one, create a 3-3 Kavu eh? <laughs> creature token with trample that's all colors. Uh, minus three, choose up to two target creatures for each of them. Put a number of plus one, plus one counters it, uh, it equal to the number of colors it is. Oh, oh I see. 
<laughs> put a number of plus one plus one counters on it. That's what I missed. Equal yep. to the number of colors it is. Uh, I was like, that didn't quite make sense. Uh, minus six. So the ultimate is return target multicolored card from your graveyard to your hand. If that card was all colors, draw a card and create two treasure tokens. Uh, Jared can also be your commander. Yeah, so the plus one, you make a copy with all colors with trample. The minus yeah. three, you put, if you have an all color creature, five one one counters on two things. If it's two colors, two one one counters, so equal how many colors it is. And the minus six is you get a, any multicolored card back, but if it happens to be all colors, you'll draw a card and create two treasure tokens. Now, for all color cards, there's only a handful in Magic that are like good that you'd want to play in Commander. There's probably yeah. only like 20 something. Um, they're like good ones. Uh, so like busted ones. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if you would play, you'd probably just put, play the multicolored version. I don't know if you would play the f- all five colors. You'd obviously put those ones right. in there. Oh, um, for sure. yeah. this is, I think the head commander, or if not, it's in the deck paint. It's called pain bow. <laughs> it's the name of the deck. It's pain bow. It's the rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> That is incredible. I love, I love it so much. <laughs> uh, that's good. <clears throat> so yeah, apparently Kavus are making a comeback in this set because <laughs> we had there was mention of Kavus in the regular Dominaria set, and then we have it here too. Yeah, yeah. So. Kavus, and then there's Phyrexians. And... <sighs> ah, the Phyrexians awesome. for the next couple sets. But yeah, so this yeah. seems like a cool five color card. I mean, even if you don't play yeah. as a commander, it's good in a five color deck. It definitely does not need to be a commander. Um, I think this is just fine as just as a one of. Seems good. For sure. All right, next up is Jensen, Parthelian Druid Exile. It's one and a white for a 2 2 legendary creature, human druid. Whenever you cast a multicolored spell, scry one. If that spell was all colors, create a 4-4 white angel creature token with flying and vigilance, and it has pay 5 tap it, add Wooberg. Damn. Um. So you can filter <laughs> your lands. You scry one anytime you cast a multicolored spell. So you're going to probably just run this in the main deck. Uh, yeah. The reason, again, like I said, is if you play this as your commander, there's not a ton of creatures that are all colors, so you're not going to get that 4-4 angel a ton. Maybe like if you draw 20, you might, you might a couple times, maybe. Might get but it, but yeah. Yeah. So I think it's better off playing it in the 99 as like a two-cost two mana filter that also scries you when you play multicolor spells. That's pretty good, just on its own. Right, right. Um, I mean, it's a cool Selesnia card for sure. Uh, well, obviously it's meant for more than just those two colors but yeah and if um, you do play this commander you do get all five colors because of the, the it adds five mana yep. so it's colored in these five colors yeah it's gonna be all five for commander um yeah it's pretty cool though uh next up we have uh shannon sleeper scourge uh it is one and red white black or mardu for a two four legendary creature that's a human knight he has menace other legendary creatures you control also have menace. Whenever you play a legendary land or cast a legendary spell, you draw a card and you lose one life. So this is, again, legendary creatures matter. Uh, you could also play um, Menace Tribal with this, I guess, but you'd have to have some, like, just give your legendary creatures menace. Um, when you play a legendary land or cast a spell, you draw a card and lose a life is sweet. That's really good, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that that's got black written all over it. <laughs> yeah. So another good Mardu legendary matters card. Yeah. Uh and I mean menace is a good keyword, honestly. Like especially in commander. So uh Yeah, you probably get your dudes through. Yeah, you're you're gonna deal damage. I mean may if if if's your whole board getting like like say you're running like a legends deck or something like that. If your whole board is getting menace, it's basically saying you have travel. Or right. or unblockable even. It's like they're not gonna be able to deal with all. And if you are playing like all legends, like you're probably playing like the one mana one one that's a legendary creature, just so you know, right. one, one, like a menace right yeah. off the bat. Like. Which that's yeah, they're just not going to be able to block. And yeah, this is like full aggro, which is pretty cool. Uh, next up, we got Zerium, the Golden Wind. It's three and a white for a three four legendary creature, Griffin with flying. 
Whenever a griffin you controlled deals combat damage to a player, create a 2-2 white griffin creature token with flying. So I don't know how many griffins there are in Magic, but griffin tribal. There's some older ones. I know, like, uh, around the 7th edition block, there were definitely a couple. They weren't really good, though. I mean, they were like, you know. You know, it was 7th edition. <laughs> Nothing was really good in that set. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, so if you played it as commander, it'd be mono, white, griffin, tribal. Um, it's probably better just in, like, a tokens deck where you swing and make tokens when this hits. Yeah, which that's pretty sweet for sure. Not too expensive, you know, a pretty decent mana cost for what it does. Like, Yeah, four mana, three, yeah. four, flying, mixed tokens. It's not a bad card. It's pretty pretty decent in my opinion. Be interesting to see uh, <clears throat> what and all can be done with this for sure. Um, next up, we have Moira Urborg Haunt. Uh, it is two and a black for a three-two legendary creature, Spirit Wizard, who has menace. Whenever Moira Urborg Haunt deals combat damage to a player, return to the battlefield target creature card in your graveyard that was put there from the battlefield this turn. So this is like Aristocrat, dies, triggers deck. You're going to sack off stuff, swing with this, get it back, repeat. Yep. Very much a black card. <laughs> yeah, I think everyone pretty much knows what Aristocrat is. It's just going to be doing that. Yeah. And the Menace is nice, too. Yep. Helps it get Pretty much guaranteed damage, especially early in the game, so... Uh, next up, we got mana, mana Cannons, two and a red for an enchantment. Whenever you cast a multicolored spell, Mana Cannons deals X damage to any target where X is the number of colors that spell is. Ooh. So, worst case scenario, this is deal two damage if you play a two-colored spe- or two-colored spell. That's like basically gutter snipe. Yeah, it's but you do good. have to have a lot of multicolored cards to use this. Yeah. It's good in the multicolored deck, for sure. Yeah, even if you have, like, two or three colors, like, that can definitely work. Mm-hmm. For sure. You don't have to have all five. I mean, all five, obviously, is best-case scenario, but... Um, yeah, I yeah, feel like... Even, like, a, a three, like, a mid-range, like, three-color would be pretty good. Yeah, but you do want to run a handful of multicolored cards in those three colors before you play this. Like, you probably won't yeah. like, at least 20, probably, that you actually will hit. If you want to build your deck around it, yeah, you probably want to yeah. at least a quarter of the deck to interact with it. Otherwise, you know, you're, you might have a chance where you just don't hit them and you, you kind of cry. <laughs> yeah, it's like if you just play monocolored spells, it's not going to do anything. So Yeah, it's kind of sad then. Um, yeah, interesting, though. Um, definitely love to see uh, uh, what can be done with this. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, we have the Reaver Cleaver. <laughs> uh, it is two and a red for a legendary artifact. This is an equipment. Equipped creature gets plus one, plus one, and has trample. And whenever this creature deals combat damage to a player or planeswalker, create that many treasure tokens. And equip cost is three. Yeah, so this is good if you can get around the equip cost. Like if you play it in the equip zero equipment deck. Stone or equip one equipment deck. Yeah. yeah, but I don't think it's good otherwise because having to pay three for this is really, seems really slow. Yeah. Like I six mean, mana that's... to get one one trample and make, like, even if it's on a five, five, five treasure tokens, is like, okay, I didn't even get all six of my mana back. Right. So. Yeah. That's like the same cost as a sword, and the swords do way more than this. Right. <laughs> so it's a medium card. Like, it can be busted yeah. in the right deck, but otherwise, I think it's like you're not going to play it. Yep, for sure. Got to find a way to cheat it in. Next up, we got a new Bladewing. Bladewing the Deathless Tyrant. Five black red for a 6 6 legendary creature dragon skeleton with flying and haste. Whenever Bladewing deals combat damage to a player or planeswalker, for each creature card in your graveyard, create a 2 2 black zombie knight creature token with menace. Ooh. So, in my opinion, the old Dra- uh, Bladewing is better because it brings creature back, but this is, yeah. uh, if you're playing creatures in your graveyard deck, uh, it's going to give you a shit ton of 2 2s with menace. It's not bad. Kind of just flood your board with tokens, which. 
Yeah. There's definitely plenty of uh, black decks that deal with, you know, fodder. You know, they can basically be used to sack off for all sorts of things. So, uh, yeah, this this could be an engine for that if you're looking for something like that. I kind of like it in the Ur-Dragon deck. Like if someone board wipes you or something, then you draw this. It's like six mana and make a bunch of two twos pack. Yeah, exactly. You get your board back real fast. Yeah. Which is which is what you want in a deck like that? Because yeah, when you're playing like dragons and they have a board wipe, you're kind of sunk, <laughs> right? Because that's so all about more presence. It's good in that scenario, but if you have nothing in your graveyard, that's like okay, I swing for six. Ooh, right, <laughs> like yeah. it's still a big hit, but pay, I could have yeah. done better things with my six mana. Yeah, six mana is a lot, and you really want it to to be good, so. All right, let's see. Next up, uh, come on, if it'll load. We have uh, Kadrick Soulkindler. Uh, he's two red-white for a 4-3 legendary creature that's a dwarf wizard. The legend rule doesn't apply to tokens you control. Whenever another non-token legendary permanent enters the battlefield under your control, you may pay a colorless. If you do, create a token that's a copy of it. That token gains haste. Sacrifice it at the beginning of your next end step. So you're literally just duplicating your shit. Yeah, this seems really good with uh, some things. Like you could be like, oh, I'm going to copy my Elishnorn. All your shit's going to die, and then I'm going to attack you. (laughs) I'm going to attack you for like 10. A creature. (laughs) God, that would be insane. Yeah, there's a lot of nutty stuff you can do with this yeah. guy. Like this guy is good copying with this card. Yeah, I mean, just yeah, just you know, copy your legendary artifacts that make you win the game. That's great. <laughs> oh yeah, it does say permanent. You can copy your legendary lands too. Yeah, play cradle. Get a copy of cradle for oh, yeah. Let's have two cradle. Oh my god, so <laughs> you have a board. You need to like- be playing this in the ninety nine to do that though, because if you play this as a commander, it's you're a Boros deck. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, this card I can yeah, this card's gonna be crazy for sure. I can see people playing this and abusing it. Oh yeah, it's gonna get abused hard. <laughs> uh next up we got Falaji Wayfarer, two and a green for a two four human scout that is all color or its ability is it is all colors. This ability doesn't affect its color identity. So it could be in any deck whose commander's color identity is green, but technically is all colors. So it counts for, like, if you cast an all-color spell, but you only have to pay three mana, so it's good in that deck. Uh, and then multicolored spells you cast have Convoke. So your creatures can tap to cast those spells. Each creature you tap while casting a multicolored spell pays for one or one mana of a color that creature is. So that seems really good in an all-color That's deck. very good, and especially in a... Like a even like a token deck, this is very 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 good. Yeah, uh, you could just put this in green tokens and all your yeah. Convoke, convoke can be very busted. <laughs> yeah, because you can play this in mono green so easily. Yeah, this would be great in mono green, honestly. Um, you don't even really need the whole color identity thing. Well, you just need the multicolored. You need to have multicolored spells to have convoke though. Oh, it's oh yeah, multi. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you could play this in mono green, but you're probably not. You're gonna play it at least two right. colors. Right. Yeah, you you need that ability to second that's the whole point of playing it really. So right. uh yeah. But a two four but, for three is not bad. It's good with nope. that card that makes you a four four because it's all colors. Same with Dihada, yeah. it's all colors. You can give it five on one counters. But yeah, you'll definitely uh you want at least two colors for that because yeah, that, that that bottom ability is really nice. That's pretty awesome. Uh, next up, we have Iridian Maelstrom. Yeah, Iridian Maelstrom. Uh, it is Wooburg, all five colors. Sorcery. Destroy each creature that isn't all colors. <laughs> so this wow. is going to blow up almost everything on the board all the time. That's basically, always <laughs> a board wipe right Unless there. Unless you're playing the all-color deck, then your stuff ain't going to die. <laughs> yeah. That's a very interesting... Uh... The downside is if you're playing against like a Dragon or Joda or something, it's not going to kill that. Yeah, but. then you're going to cry a little bit. 
But if you're playing if you're playing this card, you probably have a bunch of all color creatures. Yeah. Yeah, this is a very interesting um requirement for sure. Yeah, I feel like it's good. It, I don't know how good it is right now because like I said, I think there's only like twenty five to thirty all color creatures that are like or there's like twenties that are good, maybe seventeen that are good. So like Yeah. You might they might need to make more support for this for it to be really good. I'm sure there's going to be more coming after this for sure. Yeah. But it's definitely going to at least be medium because, like, you could just play it. Well, it's obviously your commander yeah. with all colors and you kill everything but your commander. So, right. Which that's, that's good. sick. Be good in your deck, your dragon deck. Mm-hmm. Next up, we got Primeval Spawn. It is five and Wooberg, so 10 mana. Gosh. For a 10 10 avatar. If Primeval Spawn would enter the battlefield and it wasn't cast or no mana was spent to cast it, exile it instead. So you have to basically pay the Can't mana or okay. pay some mana for it. Yeah. Vigilance Trample Lifelink. So 10 times Vigilance Trample Lifelink. And when it leaves the battlefield, exile the top 10 cards of your library. You may cast any number of spells with total mana value 10 or less from among them without paying their mana cost. Wow. This is quite the little bomb, isn't it? Yeah, so this is good in like a Jota deck because you pay five, get a 10-10, and then when it dies, you get 10 mana worth of stuff. Basically a 10 mana Genesis wave. Yeah, you just have to pay at least one mana for this. So like, if you use like Fist of Sons or Jota to pay five instead, that still works. You just can't pay no mana and you can't cheat it with like Piper or something. Yeah, or like uh, Omniscience or whatever, yeah. Well, that's still cast. That still cast it. So I think that I think omission still works. Okay. Yeah, I think, yeah I'd have to look at the rules for it because it just says you can cast spells from your hand without paying a mana cost. I don't know. Yeah, so. if it says that, then yeah, I guess it would work. Depends on the wording, I think. Yeah. That's a judgment. But call. yeah, <clears throat> this is definitely quite the little bomb. <laughs> Um, in the right kind of... 10, like, 10 Vigils Trap a Lifelink for 10. That gives you 10 more things if they kill it. It's yeah. pretty good. Seems pretty good. Um, it's a lot baked into one card. Um, I hate to have to pay all 10 mana for that, but... I mean, if you have a high ramp deck, it's possible for sure. Um, yeah. You're going to cry if it gets countered or something like that, but... Yeah. <laughs> you, I guess. Yeah, if it gets countered, you're just like, oh... Well, there goes all my mana. Yeah. <laughs> Pass. <laughs> yeah, there goes my turn. I just got time locked. Okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, definitely powerful in the right scenario for sure. Uh, next up, we have two headed Hellkite. It is one and Wooberg, so six altogether for a 5 5 dragon creature that has flying, menace, and haste. Whenever two headed Hellkite attacks, draw two cards. So I think this dragon's sweet. That's pretty sick for the cost of it. That's not bad. Um, like in the Ur Dragon deck, this is going to cost five mana only. So one mm-hmm. of each color, and you're going to have flying, menace, haste, and when it, an attack, draw two cards. So it's basically five mana, swing for five. Hit them for five, get two cards. That's pretty sweet. That's insane value. Yeah. This Even at full price at six, it's still pretty crazy value. Like, this is a very crazy static card. Um, yeah, I mean, and then it, God forbid you get extra combats or something. Like you have the dethrone oh, dragon yeah, out like or something and lets you untap and attack again. Like, okay, I'm going to draw four cards. <laughs> like, what is that, Marshall's Anthem or the one where you have an additional... Uh... Attack but phase, yeah. The Scourge of the Throne. Yeah, so I'd like to draw four cards. Yeah, or there's the, the Scourge of the Throne Dragon. Like, if you attack the person that has life. Yeah, this is, this is good. So, this seems like a really cool dragon. All right, next up we got Unite the Coalition. It is two and Wooberg for an instant. Choose five. You may choose the same mode more than once. Uh, target permanent phases out. Target player draws a card. Exile target player's graveyard. Unite the collision deals two damage to any target. Destroy target artifact and enchantment. What do you think of that? Um, that is uh, a lot of actions, but for what it costs, it seems a little expensive. 
Yeah, I mean, seven mana draw five is pretty good. Seven mana deal ten is okay. Um, look, it is flexible, which is nice. Yeah, the flexibility is definitely nice. But, like, seven mana to have five permanents phase out, like, you can just play Teferi's Protection for three. Right, yeah. <laughs> it's just way better. <laughs> and it yeah, also you could, or you could just play a board wipe, you know, or like a yeah, extra like Wrath of God for four, Damnation for four. You know? I don't think it's that bad if you're playing like a five color deck and have like Fist of Suns or something. You could play this for five, right? Instead of seven, that's not that bad. But uh, I mean, the, the flexibility is nice. I think that's kind of what you're paying for here. Um, it is a cool card, like a cool concept, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, definitely got a high price take on it, though. Um, next up, we have Varak Warped Senior. Uh, it is one white-black for a 2-2 legendary vampire creature with flying, death touch, and lifelink. It also has, whenever you activate an ability that isn't a mana ability, if life was paid to activate it, you may pay that much life again. If you do, copy that ability. You may choose new targets for the copy. Yeah, so this is Vampire Nighthawk, but with fetch lands, this is super good because you can pay two life, get two lands, and you're yeah, ramping seems- super fast. <laughs> um, it's also that good with awesome. with like Underworld Connections where like you give your land tap, pay a life, draw a card. You know, pay two life, draw two cards. Um, or anything where you have to pay mana and life you then can just pay the life twice and the mana once and get the effect twice. Right. But other than those scenarios, it's not that great. So I feel like you're more like than likely going to play this in just a, a black-white shell with like using fetch lands to ramp like crazy. Yep. Like you could play like black-white land stack or something. Right, right. I mean, something like with like greed, I think is what it is, where you pay two life and pay two black. I throw a black and draw a card and then draw another card. Like, right. That's not but yeah, it's definitely uh, it needs to be in the right scenario. Yeah, Fletchlands is busted though. <laughs> very busted with Fletchlands. So in the right scenario, this can be very good. Uh, next up, we got Gerard's Hourglass Pendant. Cost one, legendary artifact with Flash. If a player would take an would begin an extra turn, that player skips that turn instead, so can't take extra turns. <laughs> And uh, pay for, tap, exile it, return to the battlefield, tap all artifact, creature, enchantment, and land cards in your graveyard that were put there from the battlefield this turn. It's kind of a protection against, like, a board wipe. Um, obviously, itself can't get blown up in that. Um, yep. And also, if you have someone that plays, like, Narset, infinite turns. Very shows. interesting infinite turns uh, hate here. <laughs> yeah. I can't say I was expecting to see this in a card. But Okay. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's kinda, pretty great. Kind of cool, um, but yeah, the uh, the tap ability though, um, that's nice. So it's got kind of self uh, protection. It looks like. <clears throat> so if they're gonna blow up your crap, then seems seems pretty decent for four. What do you think about that cost? Yeah, I mean, it does cost four, but I mean, like, it's not that bad if you're saving all your stuff. Yeah, if you have a really good board, it's probably worth it. Um, so, obviously, in the right scenario. Like, you could, like, because you could play this, you know, turn whatever three, and then turn yes. turn five or, well, nine, I guess, whatever. Some turn, blow up the board, and then return all your creatures. Yeah, that seems nice. Alrighty, next up we have the Obsidian Obelisk. Uh, it is two for an artifact. Obsidian Obelisk enters the battlefield tapped. Tap, add a waste, or tap, add one mana of any color. Spend this mana only to cast a multicolored spell. So in a multicolored deck, this is okay. I don't like that it comes in tapped. Yeah, it's slow. Uh, so it's kind of slow. I, st- I still think I'd play Lantern over this. That's my opinion. Right. And and the thing about Lan- Lantern, too, is it itself taps for any color, too. Right, and makes your lands only... tap for any color. Yeah, which, that's nice. It does cost one more, though. Yep. Um, so but, it a rock. but it does not come into play tap, at least that I remember. So Yeah, it does not. Yeah. So, eh, it's 
mid at best, probably. Uh, next up, we got the Perjuring Dynamo. Three for a 1-5 legendary artifact creature construct with haste. Uh, pay one or one and tap it. Copy target activated or triggered ability you control from another legendary source that's not a commander. You may choose new targets for the copy. So, so you can legendary uh, stuff matters again. <laughs> yeah, and you can copy all of your legendary abilities. Uh, this is a commander. You have artifact tribal, which would be kind of crazy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Definitely seems good in an artifact deck, um, especially if you have some kinds of. Uh, I can't think of the top of my head, like some of the legendary artifacts, but I know there's plenty of them out there, um, and this would probably go well with that. And you can use it right away, too, which is pretty sick. Yep, yep. All righty. Next up, we have Tiller Engine. Uh, it costs two for a 1-3 artifact creature. That's a construct. Whenever a land enters the battlefield tapped under your control, choose one. Untap that land or tap target non-land permanent and opponent controls. So this is good with, like... Um... Fetch, uh, what do you call it? Terrible expanse and stuff. Yeah, uh, the, the, stuff the coming crappy, in untapped. The crappy fetch lands that come to play tapped. <laughs> yeah, it's also good with anything the amulet of vigor. I think it's amulet of vigor comes in. Yeah, all the, untaps all your stuff. So like all those bounce lands will be untapped. Yeah, that's really nice for the bounce lands, especially because they're really slow otherwise. Which if you have some instant speed, um land fetch you could use this to tap down their attackers yeah which there's definitely plenty of them out there that do that so uh um i can and and just regular just fetch fetch like explosive vegetation that's two right there uh or just ramping growth that's one um and there's plenty of other ones that do the same thing so uh, yeah you can just ramp a bunch and then tap down other crap or untap all your stuff and then play stuff, you know, that too, either way. Um, yeah, it seems so, like, like it could be bad. pretty good. Yeah. Uh, next up, we got Historian's Boon. It's three and a white for an enchantment. Whenever Historian's Boon or another non-tokened enchantment enters the battlefield in your control, create a 1-1 one, one white soldier creature token. When the final chapter ability of a saga you control triggers, create a 4-4 four, four white angel creature token with flying and vigilance. So on a Saga's deck, this can be pretty nice. Yeah, I think it's okay in just an Enchantments deck, too. Mm-hmm. Um, For sure. But it's better in the Saga's deck. Yeah. I mean, because it's, it's just one, 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 yeah. So that's fine. I mean, especially if you're playing, like, an Enchantment-heavy deck, that could definitely work. Um, especially if it's something like White Weenie, because that's usually something that uses Enchantments anyway. So... It works out. But, yeah, sagas are good because, yeah, angels are nice. <laughs> for sure. Especially for three. Like, that's not a bad cost. Four. White and three. Or Oh, sorry. White. Okay, so eh, it's about even then. Um, but, yeah. Eh, in the right deck, it could be decent. Uh, next up, we have... Uh, Robarin Mercenaries. Uh, it is three and a white for a three-four human mercenary creature with vigilance. Robarin Mercenaries has all activated abilities of all legendary creatures you control. So again, legendary tribal copy all of your activated abilities. Pretty good yep. with uh, Kiki Jiki. Yeah, that seems busted. <laughs> good way to break the game. Um, definitely seems good uh, if you're trying to another like if you're trying to find another fork for a combo or something. This might work for that, especially. Um, yeah, so this this definitely can work in many different areas, for sure. Uh, next up, we got Emperor Mihail the Second. It is one blue blue for a three three legendary creature, Merfolk. Uh, you may look at the top card of your library at any time. You may cast Merfolk spells from the top of your library, and whenever you cast a Merfolk spell, you may pay one. If you do, make a 1-1 blue Merfolk creature token. So this is super good for Merfolk tribal. Uh, the Professor probably loves this card. Yeah. That's a lot of stuff packed into one card. 
for, for especially for more because like i'm trying to think like merfolk tend to like to kind of be aggro and whatnot so this yeah because this floods the board with dudes and then yeah you, and then you basically can cast the top card of your library as if it's in your hand basically yep yeah that's pretty sick yeah this yeah, this a very good value card and does a lot so murphy merfolk uh tribal people out there this is for you yep. <laughs> can't say you didn't get a merfolk this set <laughs> you don't see him very often so uh yeah all right, uh, next up we have Activated Sleeper. Uh, it is two and a black for a 0-0 zero, zero Phyrexian shapeshifter creature with flash. You may have Activated Sleeper enter the battlefield as a copy of any creature card in a graveyard that was put there from the battlefield this turn, except it's a Phyrexian in addition to its other types. So copy something that dies. Um, someone plays a board wipe, you can copy the best thing that was on the board. Right. It's kind of like a, a clone, but with more like prerequisites that you need. Yeah, but then it's a three mana clone, so yeah. instant speed. Which is which isn't bad for sure. Uh next up we got Rosnack, whatever the heck his name is, heir of Roga. One red for a zero one legendary creature, Kobold Warrior, so Kobold Commander. Uh, Battle Cry, whenever this creature attacks, each other attacking creature gets plus one plus one on turn. And it has Heroic, whenever you cast a spell that targets him, create a zero one red Kobold creature token named Kobolds of Kirkheap. So you can make more Kobolds of Kirkheap tokens just like the land. So, how many like Kobolds are there in Magic? There's a handful, and it was a deck. I don't know yeah. the actual number off the top of my head. Because this this is for that for sure. Uh, this is pretty. It's it, first of all, it is very cheap. It costs one. <laughs> That's yeah. Pretty. And then the the other one that they just made in Community Legends costs zero. Damn, nice. So, That's for pretty a zero one with like a bunch of keywords. So you just buff yeah. it. Like so. Yeah. Um, so and it's nice because when he attacks, he's gonna buff all of those tokens to one ones. Right. Like this is almost like the Kobold uh, Rebel Master, honestly. It, it's it's close in power level in a way. Yeah, you're just gonna buff it. I think you go super aggro, play like brute force and all that kind of stuff. Oh yeah, for sure. So as long as you get spells in your hand, you're gonna just pop off. Yeah, just pump spells like crazy, Snowball like crazy. So yeah, this this is this is a cool card. Um, next up. We have a Baru Worm Speaker. It is two green green for a 3-3 legendary human druid creature. Worms you control get plus two plus two and have trample. And then if you pay seven and a green and tap it, create a 4-4 green worm creature token. This ability costs X less to activate where X is the greatest power among worms you control. So this is pretty nice. Now everyone's going to want to build Worm Tribal. I thought I was the only one that wanted to build that deck. Dang it. <laughs> um, it is re pre really good, though. The issue is you might put this in the 99 in like the Worm deck because... Yeah. There's um, probably a better... There's a, there's a lot of multicolored worms, like the Celestia Worm and the, the three-color worm from Ixalan yeah. or whatever. You're going but, to I mean, colors, for sure. If you think of the, the six man a worm that's like six for a six six or whatever it is that's basic and that becomes an eight eight and you can pay one tap create a four four which is pretty cool yeah that's sick and then he then it's then it's value city and then you're just tapping shit on left and right and making a bunch of dudes yep um so yeah this can in the right deck this uh, kind of like how the last card was this can snowball pretty quick um and they all trample so it makes them hard to deal with which is yep. also pretty good Uh, next up, we got Green Sleeves, the Morrow Sorcerer. It's three green green for a star star, legendary creature elemental. Protects you from Planeswalker and from Lizards. Uh, it's power and toughness equal over lands you control, and whenever a land is just a battlefield you control, create a 3 3 green badger creature token. So this is like old Morrow, literally the same mana cost, except for you gain pro Planeswalkers and Wizards, and land fall make a 3 3. So we're talking about power creep. Yeah. 
So he can't get like bolted from Chandra or something, which is nice. Yep. Or one of the other ones. Yeah, he's probably going to be a 5 5. I mean, unless you play him on turn three and like. Right. Yeah, this is a pretty decent card for sure. Um, The protection is nice. I don't know about the wizard's word. That's interesting, but sure. Planeswalkers is definitely sick, though. I don't know what wizard it needs protection from, but Planeswalkers is cool. I think it's a little unnecessary, but sure. Yeah, um, I mean, you're gonna put the, you're gonna put this in every landfall deck, right? Just like oh. make a three three. It's it's just as you're good gonna as, have three threes left and right. Yeah, it's almost as good as the Bailoff that makes four fours. So yeah, it's very yeah, it, and it costs less too. So right, and it has more protection than it. So definitely nice. Um. So yeah, this this can be a very sick card, very green. That's why he's got green sleeves. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now you got to make this uh, your commander and put and sleeve the deck in green sleeves. I, I mean, <laughs> what green player doesn't sleeve their deck in green sleeves? <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Next up, we have the mana rig. Uh, it is three for a legendary artifact. Whenever you cast a multicolored spell create a tapped power stone token so if you don't if you don't know what that is it's basically just an artifact with tap at a waste that can't be cast uh can't be used to cast a non-artifact spell uh, and then its ability is xxx tap so you have to pay x three times look at the top x cards of your library put up to two of them into your hand and the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order so that's very expensive. Yeah, so it's it's pay three, draw one card. Pay six, draw two. Pay nine. To draw three. To pick pick two of the best three. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think if you want the top part, you're going to play this. Otherwise, you're not going to. Because the bottom part, you're not going to use unless like, you're in dire straits and have nothing in your hand. Yeah, you, you, have, like, you're t- you must be top decking if you... If you're doing something like this, I mean the power stones do help pay for this. So, like, if you're playing a lot of multicolored spells, you can just yeah. your power stones for this effect. But yeah, the top part for sure is nice, uh, definitely. Uh, but yeah, you're probably gonna have. There's better spells that draw your cards. You don't need to use that ability for this, honestly. <laughs> I mean, but I mean, if you think of it this way, so say you play this in a multicolored deck and you have no other artifacts. So then your power stones are only going to be used for this. So right. then you got to play three multicolored spells to draw a card. Like, that's not that bad. That's okay. Like, I it's guess. just like you're going to draw a card every turn. I don't know. It's okay. Yeah. I still say it's better just in an artifact deck just to generate mana. That yeah. just seems much better. Uh, next up, we got Aisha Tanaka Armor. Three white blue for a 2 4 legendary creature, human artificer. When it attacks, look at the top four cards of your library. You may put any number of artifact cards with mana value less than or equal to Aisha's power from among them onto the battlefield tapped. Put the rest of the body library in a random order. Aisha can't be blocked as long as defending player controls three or more artifacts. So this is like Winota, but you have to attack with her and for artifacts. Right, yeah. <laughs> and there's, it's probably, what, 25% of the time one of your opponents is going to have three artifacts, so then you can just swing in and well, especially in Commander. Four cards at the top of your deck to cost two let's, of us. Let's think of like what we play in Commander. We play Soul Ring, we play Signet, and we play some other mana rock. Three right there. Boom. You know? Yeah, but they'd have to have them all out. Yeah, that's true. Um, I mean, still- if you're playing against an artifact deck, then you're just always going to be on Oh, yeah, then, then you always are fine. <laughs> but it's definitely feasible to have three on the board for like literally any deck. So it's... It's definitely, it's definitely like, it, it, yeah, it might not, not always happen, but it's definitely po- a possibility against basically any commander deck. Yeah, I think this will be a really powerful commander because, like, you could basically, if you hit four artifacts that it costs two or less, you can put them all into play tapped. So, yeah, that's really nice for sure. It'll ramp fast. All right. <clears throat> Next up, we have the ever changing Dane. Uh, it is white, blue, black for a 3-3 three, three 
uh, shapeshifter legendary creature. Uh, you can pay one, sacrifice another creature. The ever-changing Dane becomes a copy of the sacrificed creature, except it has this ability. So you're gonna... Oh, oh I guess you can't play this on Kakusho since it's white and blue, but <laughs> this would definitely work with that, right? <laughs> well, if this is a commander, you could. Well, yeah, if you had Kakusho in that deck. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know, so Sack Outlet, you can keep making this a copy of whatever you're sacking. So if you have a lot of dice Triggers, uh, so it seems like Die Triggers Tribal or Aristocrat type deck. Right. Uh, I don't. You don't really see Esper Aristocrats, though, so it's kind of an interesting color combo. I mean, Black's always in there, but a lot of times yeah. you see this, red. This is Black's bread and butter right here, so. so that's not surprising at all. But the access to blue and white seems kind of yeah, cool. Yeah, blue and white seems interesting. Black, white, you see aristocraty, black, red. Yeah. Not blue that as often. Right. So it'd be interesting. Yeah, for sure. Uh, next up, we got Hazion, the Shaper of Sand. It is red, green, white for a 3 3 legendary creature, human warrior with desert walk. So if your opponent controls a desert, can't God. be blocked. Uh, you may play desert lands from your graveyard, and when a desert enters the bathroom in your control, try two one one green and white sand warrior creature tokens. So you want to play deserts. You want your opponents to have deserts. Uh, I haven't seen a desert land in a while. I think uh, there's like uh, one, isn't there? <laughs> no, there's a whole series of them in. Oh, like, is there? Um, oh, okay. Ked in the the hour of devastation. There's like oh, okay. I didn't. I think they made a couple recently in one of the commander sets, but so there's probably like ten. To 12 in existence somewhere like something like that interesting okay what the it's kind of like the gates where like there's a handful like it's playable right. but your opponent's probably ain't gonna play them like it's more no, likely you're I, gonna play them and be cycling them from the graveyard i almost never see them played against me like ever so yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah uh interesting card though um it's a cool deck idea if you want to play yeah. deserts just for a if we, if we see more support for it sure but i don't just don't know how much is out if there you have, if you have some way to gift desert lands to your opponent and make this unblockable <laughs> yeah too bad i don't think this this isn't zedru colors so i could do it that right. way <laughs> i think that's red and blue if i remember right uh but yeah cool card though uh let's see Next up is Jadit Ojanin Mercenary. Uh, it is one white blue for a 3-3 legendary cat mercenary creature. Whenever Jadit Ojanin Mercenary or another legendary creature enters the battlefield under your control, you may pay a green. If you do, create a 2-2 green cat warrior creature token with forest walk. That's awesome. That is really sick. <laughs> Uh, so that's kind of like uh, you you enter the battlefield, you pay green, and you make like a old school Miri. Yeah, but I think Miri costs three normally. But yeah, Miri was three, like one mana. Miri. I don't know if Miri was a two two or three three, but I either can... way, two two forest walk. Uh, so you could play. You could play. Uh, it seems cool to do like a old school throwback tribal yeah. deck with this. Like you play all the Jedits. You play all the Miris, you know. I mean, you can't play the black one, but you can play the green ones. Play the green ones, though. All the the green like ones cat still warriors, fine. cat mercenaries. You can play a cat stack because it has three colors. Yeah. So access to green. Yeah, and then you can also play like. Uh, uh, what's... We could play legendary tribals, make a bunch of tokens. And if anyone plays green, which a lot of people do for ramp, yeah. Swing and block. Play like, uh, is it Brimaz? Is that what his name is? It's the sick cat warrior that has. Uh... Yep the blocking ability and whatnot like he's awesome like mm-hmm. you can kind of deck like that too yeah Seems cool. I, it's only three for a three three so yeah it's cheap i love to building a deck around this would be fun i think this this would be something that i would definitely be interested in the artwork is very cool oh for sure uh, next up we got the lady of otaria it's three a red and a green for a five five luxury creature avatar you may tap three untapped dwarves you control rather than pay the spell's mana cost. At the beginning of each end step, if a land you controlled was put into a graveyard from the battlefield this turn, reveal the top four cards of your library. You may put any number of dwarf cards from among them into your hand, put the rest in the bottom of your library in a random order. So now we have a green-red dwarf card instead of just the red <laughs> mono-red dwarf card. Right, so now you have access to green. Are you going to use it? <laughs> 
I don't know how many dwarves there are that are good. I don't know. Most of them are red. Most of them are red. Most well, most dwarves are red. But yeah. like the last one that was really good was the red one that uh, Magda, which I play even not, but like you get a buff mm-hmm. dwarves and you can tap. Dwarves. Yeah. Oh yeah, and that's really sick in the, the tokens. dwarf deck for sure. Uh, so but, I don't know how many dwarves there are, but it'd be fun to try it. Yeah, I mean maybe just for the green like ramp or something and green spells. Perhaps. Yeah, because then you get your buff spells, your, yeah. your heroic interventions, your ramp access. Um, I mean, you could play the the a lot of the shapeshifters in green that like buff the board. Yeah, yeah, like that, that would work. The changelings. Um, I don't know. It's yeah, fun. This is interesting. Yeah, you can obviously cool. play seven of the seven dwarves. So yeah, <laughs> so it's seven dwarves right there. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, this, this could be very, very interesting. Other than that, I don't think it's that good of a card. Like, it's only uh, good with dwarves. Yeah, I mean, if it's not in the the tribal, it's no point in playing this. Like, you kind of need that backup for it. All right, let's see. Next up is Ohabi Kalaria. Uh, it is one green white for a 1-3... Legendary elf archer creature with reach. Untap all archers you control during each other player's untap step. Whenever an archer you control deals damage to a creature, you may pay two if you do draw a card. Okay, so this makes me want to make like elf archer tribal. Yeah. Like there's a all lot of archers. Most of the archers are probably also elves, so you can play elves yeah. as well. But like that's cool. Well, I get to untap every other player's untap step, and it, some of them have like tap deal damage, and then you can pay two to draw cards. Yep. Like, that's kind of cool. Yeah, there's like the thorn ones that the like the thorn archers have like death touch and shit. And there's, there's a the lot. One that, there's the one that taps to ping flyers. Yeah, that's really good with this. That, that's that's like a combo with this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. This 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 is gonna be a fun deck. Yeah, this would be a sweet deck. I think. I I would enjoy playing this, hundred percent. Uh, next up, we got Ram Rams Ramses Assassin Lord, two blue and a black for a four-four legendary creature, human assassin with death touch. Other assassins you control get plus one plus one. Whenever a player loses the game, <laughs> if they were attacked this turn by an assassin you control, you win the game. <laughs> My God! So you only have to kill one player with an assassin, <laughs> and then you win the game. Uh, if you're really tired of the game you're playing, well, here you go. Assassin Tribal, baby. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Just gotta so, hit them once, they die. So who's gonna build the Assassin's deck? <laughs> you just gotta kill one player, and then you win the game. <laughs> you just win the table. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I love this. <laughs> That's hilarious. Ah, uh, new hate card. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, yeah, so obviously uh, in the right deck, this is very good uh, and very dangerous. So um, yeah, have fun with that. Yeah, it seems like a good card. I mean, just I mean, four for a four for a death touch that buffs. That's your great. Yeah. And if you happen to hit someone with this and then win the game immediately, like even better. Even better, yeah. <laughs> four cost win the game. <laughs> it seems good. Well, the funny thing is, it just doesn't like lose the game too. So like, if you attack someone and then someone else kills them, you just win. Like, yeah. That's that's pretty awesome. I love this. That's great. All right. Uh, Oh, God. We have Ra Ra Rasputin, the, oh, God, Oniromancer. Um, One white blue for a 4-1 legendary human wizard creature. Um, when Rasputin the, the, enters the battlefield, put a dream counter on it for each opponent you have. Each opponent creates a 1-1 red goblin creature token. Tap, remove one or more dream counters from Rasputin, add that much waste mana. It also has tap, remove a dream counter from Rasputin, create a 2-2 white knight creature token with protection from red. It's not bad. It's actually pretty good. So you play it, 
you're going to get three dream counters that each of your opponents will get a 1-1, one, one, and then you can get three mana or three 2-2s. Two yep. The only thing about it is it only has one health, so it's easy to kill, but... This is good enough flicker deck. Yeah, uh, this is Or proliferate. Keep yeah. proliferating the dream counters. Yep, yep, for sure. Um, yeah, fun. this seems like a fun card, for sure. It's kind of weird. It's a four-one. Yeah, I, know. I don't know what that PT is all about, but oh, well, the one-one could kill it then. But they yeah. give them. But like, okay. <laughs> uh, next up, we got Rogue Ha, the Kerkeep Overlord. Three black red for a four-four legendary creature, Kobold Warrior. Other Kobolds you control get plus two, plus two. Ooh, more kobold stuff. Yeah. Whenever you cast a kobold spell, you may pay two. If you do, create a 4-4 four, four dragon creature token with flying. And whenever you cast a dragon spell, create a 0-1 red kobold of Kirky token. This is awesome. <laughs> yeah, so this is like a kobold commander. Bust your kobolds. Play kobolds, you get dragons. Play dragons, you get kobolds. Yeah. So dragons and kobolds working together. As they do in the lore. So that makes perfect sense. Um, yeah, this is this this is a commander right here for a certain deck, I think. Yeah, or even in the ninety nine is good too. Like either way. Yeah, ninety nine of a kobold or dragon deck. Dragon yeah. deck you don't really need zero ones, but well I no. guess they won't really be zero ones because of the plus two plus two, they'll be two threes. So yeah. it's still pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, plus two plus two, that's a really good global buff. Yeah. That's that's sick. And then, like, your zero ones are just, yeah, two threes. Or two threes. Yeah, it's just crazy. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Um, Next up, we have Stang, Echo Warrior. Uh, it is two red-green for a 3-4 legendary human warrior creature. Whenever Stang, Echo Warrior attacks, create uh, Stang Twin a legendary 3-4 red and green human warrior creature token. It enters the battlefield tapped and attacking. For each aura and equipment attached to Stang, create a token that's a copy of it attached to Stang Twin. Sacrifice all tokens created this way at the beginning of the next end step. So this is really Voltron-y. You put a bunch of aura and equipment on this and swing, and you actually get a second one swinging. So you put all the swords on, you put batter skull on, you put, you know, whatever else you want. Yeah. So this is red-green Voltron commander, basically. Yep. Very good. Seems good. You kill two people, then. Yeah, literally. one. Because usually with Voltron, you get one or two guys, and then they kill you. Right. (laughs) Gang up on you. So this way you can swing at two people at a time. Yep, yep. Cover your bases. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, we got Savitri, Saitri, uh, Dragon Master. Savitri, I think. Two blue black for a legendary planeswalker named Savitri or Saitri. Well, I can't tell if it's a Y or a V. It's a V, I'm pretty sure. Okay. And then it comes up with four, uh, four loyalty counters. And until your next turn, creatures can't attack you or planeswalkers you control unless the controller pays two for each of those creatures. Uh, minus three, search your library for a dragon card, reveal it, and put it in your hand. Minus seven, destroy all non-dragons, and it can be your commander. All right. So a dragon commander. Yeah, I don't know if you'd play blue-black dragons. There's not a ton. There's some. Yeah. There's probably enough for a deck. I would um, think so. I don't know. But I feel this is better in the 99 of a... Like an all-color dragon deck. It's like Ur- Yeah, because, I mean, the plus, they have to pay two life to attack you for each creature is sweet. That's the right. Mi- the minus to search for a dragon is sweet, and the minus seven is, like, the blow-up-all non-dragon spell. Which, like, that's fine. So this is very good in just, like, an all-color dragons deck, I feel. Oh, yeah, for sure. Ur-Dragon, Scion, you know, any anything like that. Definitely definitely great. Nico Bolas. The artwork's cool too. Yeah, no, it looks she looks badass. <laughs> For sure. Uh yeah, that will be in Dragon Dex one hundred percent, because that is very good. Uh 
<clears throat> Next up, we have Tetsuo Imperial Champion. It is uh, uh, blue, black, red for a 3-3 legendary creature, Human Samurai. Whenever a Tetsuo Imperial Champion attacks, if it's equipped, choose one. Tetsuo deals damage equal to the highest mana value among equipment attached to it to any target. Or you may cast an instant or sorcery spell from your hand with mana value less than or equal to the highest mana value among equipment attached to Tetsuo without paying its mana cost. So you're probably going to play really expensive equipment mm-hmm. in this deck. Or you could play like swords and make everything cost three or less. Like, yeah, or like batter skull, that's fine. So yeah, you're, this is going to be an equipment deck. The not having access to white is a little bit weird because you don't have like. Yeah, so it can't be batter skull because that's what. Or, or no, batter skull. Batter skull you can play, but you can't play like the search for a creature, stoneforge mystic. You yeah, play, yeah, because that's that's usually why it's. You can't play the pure steel paladin that makes it equip for zero. Um, yeah. <laughs> but. You get access to a bunch of burn and count, burn spells and counter spells, which so. is good. That's why I was like, why? I, I can't play Batter Skull that in white, yeah, because I'm so used to playing it with like Stormford or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's usually in a white deck, um, but yeah, there's definitely other equipments that you can. It's interesting because you're making an equipment deck that's not like normally you have red and white. Yeah. So now you don't have white. It's, it's yeah, that makes it that makes it tough for sure. It's a cool samurai. Yeah, sick. Well, next up, we got Torsten, founder of Benalia. Five green white for a 7 7 legendary creature human soldier. When Torsten enters the battlefield, reveal the top seven cards of your library. Put any number of creature or land cards from among them into your hand and the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. When Torsten dies, create seven 1 1 soldier creature tokens. Oh, damn. This is bonkers, right? That's pretty good. <laughs> seven for a seven, seven draws you seven. Like yep. there's like only like a, thir- a small chance you don't hit. Like it's just your non-creatures and lands, right? Yeah, not going yeah. Your hand. You're and probably- then when it when it dies, you get a rebate of seven one ones. Like yep. this seems good for your token deck. Very sticky. Yeah, this is perfect for my my deck for sure. This is awesome. Any number of creature and or land cards. Oh, it's into the hand. Okay, yeah. Just yeah. So Gosh forbid you flicker it and you have to keep doing that. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> ETB matters. You're is- probably going to draw. Like, if you think, like, probably 30% of your deck is non-creatures, right? Or in risk, yes. A lot so, of it is. Yeah. So, like, so 30%. Uh, so, what Great. is 30% of seven? So, like, you're probably going to get, like, five, mm-hmm. six cards. Like, five, four, five yeah. cards every time, probably. Easily. Yeah, no, this is this is good, and it's very sticky, which is also very good. Yeah, it's not it, it dies, but then you still have to deal with seven power and toughness. Just yep. split up. So yeah, that's that's very good. Very good card. I don't know if I play as a commander because it costs seven, but no, yeah, that'd be pretty rough. Um, so I'm probably playing it in the ninety nine deck or ninety nine card, hundred <clears> percent. <throat> Uh, next, we have Zira, the Golden Sting. Uh, it is one black, red, green for a 3-3 legendary insect assassin creature. Uh, it has flying in haste. Whenever Zira, the Golden Sting, attacks, put an egg counter on another target creature without an egg counter on it. When that creature dies, if it has an egg counter on it, draw a card and create a 1-1 black insect creature token with flying. So she's kind of like the queen bee. Yep. You keep saying, hey, that's my next target, my next hit. And then when you kill it, you hatch an egg, get a card, and insect flying. Yeah, it's pretty nice, actually. Sounds um, pretty fun. It's Jund. Yeah. yeah. Jund, this is very Jundy. <laughs> Haste is nice. Yep. Haste flying. Decent keywords. Decent cost. Um,. And yeah, pretty, very doable ability, especially if you build a deck around it well enough. You can definitely get some value. Uh, and our last card is Orca, Siege Demon. Five black red for a 5-5 five, five legendary creature demon with trample. 
Whenever another creature dies, put a 1-1 counter on Orca Siege Demon. Whenever Orca dies, it deals damage equal to its power, divided as you choose among any number of targets. Nice. It's pretty good. Um, I mean, you're going to play Aristocrats with this again, right? Yeah, totally. You just get to buff it <laughs> a bunch and then sack it off to kill something. You sack it and then you wipe the board. <laughs> or kill a dude, like one-shot a guy or something. Yeah. Yeah, or, yeah, or you literally just can't kill somebody. Yeah. For sure. Plus it's a 5-5 five, five of trample. Yeah. Seven, or, yeah, it costs a little high, but I feel like... I feel like that's easy to mitigate, though. So if you make it big enough, it doesn't matter. So, on um, that is it for the set, I believe. So, what uh, what card that we looked at you think is the best? That's the best. Oh man, um, where was that? Uh, so that Selesnia card is very sick. Uh, that we just recently looked at. What was that one? Not that one. Oh, yeah, the <clears throat> the Torsten. Torsten's very, very good. Uh, that Dragon Speaker Planeswalker is very, very... Or Dragon Master Planeswalker is very yeah, good. Yeah, that's, that's one of my faves. That's definitely up there. The Kobold's pretty sick. Yeah, that Kobold is pretty cool. <laughs> Like there, there's, there's some really nice tribal uh, stuff in this set, which is very fun to see. Hundred um, percent. Yeah, I can't wait to see uh, what we're able to build with it and what decks we see coming out of this, because there's yeah. definitely going to be a lot of possibilities now, which is pretty awesome. Well, uh, thanks y'all for listening, everybody, and uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks a lot. Have a good night.